Welcome to Confessions of a Cleaning Business Owner. Today's episode will be all about hidden costs. And the question is, if I charge £16 and pay £12, how much money will I make? It should be a really, really easy answer. But I'm Louise Traherne here today to discuss it with Diane Greenwood, uh, both of us cleaning business owners. Um, Diane, it's obvious, isn't it? If I charge the customer 16 and I pay my self-employed worker 12, how much money do I make? Well, £4 an hour, obviously. <laughs> well, then why are we even dedicating a podcast? How much money <laughs> do I really make? Um, and it's actually interesting because this question, this actual question came up in one of the groups where somebody was, is currently charging £16 an hour. They want to expand. They've got more, more work than they can do as a solo cleaner. So they're like, right, OK, if I take somebody on at £12 an hour as a, on a self-employed basis, then if I work with them, then I'll make 16 an hour and I'll make £4 an hour on what they do. So I'll make £20 an hour. Does that sound great? It does. That sounds really good. I love this idea. And this is how so many businesses end up closed, because this is where the math stops. And that's what's dangerous. So this podcast is literally dedicated to the four pounds, a whole podcast about four pounds. Why are they not making four pounds an hour? Well, because there's just a lot more to it. When you're working as a solo cleaner, you're 16 pounds an hour or even you're 20 pounds an hour, you're 16 pounds an hour. Apart from there are there are costs, but it's more or less yours. Um, you're exchanging your your time for money. That's great. You get your sixteen pound an hour. Once you bring another person into the mix, you're not just cleaning anymore. <laughs> no, it gets harder, doesn't it? But I'm still making four pounds an hour. You've not yet convinced me. I'm not making four pounds an hour. Okay. Well, you've got your costs. So that four pounds an hour realistically you're saying you're working for 20 pounds an hour but actually you know i think you said you work for like more like 13 pounds an hour by the time you take into account you've got to manage that person you've got to probably pick them up drop them off drive them around you're going to have extra petrol expenses you're going to have to chase your customers you're going to have to spend time doing that you're going to need more customers so you're going to have to spend money on marketing and going out to sales appointments so suddenly that four pound an hour oh and of course insurance don't forget you're going to need extra insurance so suddenly that four pound an hour doesn't sound like very much to cover all of that so I think what you're trying to say is if I assume I'm making £20 an hour, right, that's only for the hours I'm cleaning. Yeah. And what you're saying is actually if I worked 20 hours a week cleaning, I'm probably going to end up working 30 hours a week when I include everything else. Exactly. And therefore my £20 an hour, suddenly I've got 10 hours unpaid work and actually that has to come out of that £20 an hour. Exactly. Um, and, you know, and also we, we see a lot in the groups, don't we? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with charging £16 an hour, but we have, you know, we're on a little bit of a mission, aren't we, to kind of change what people feel that they are worth and what they can charge. And none of us want to rip off our team members either. So we want to be charging enough for them to be well paid and for us to make a decent profit. And it's always that balance between the two, as well as well, we don't want to charge our customers too much. And I have probably seen that at least a dozen times in the past week where I don't want to charge that much because my customers won't be able to afford it. Do you know, I did a quote yesterday and uh, the customer was horrified, horrified. I said, what did your last cleaner charge? And he was like 20 pounds for two hours. I was like, 
what they're doing now. Like, um, <laughs> and I said, that's less than minimum wage. Minimum wage is currently in the UK, £10.42. So two hours for £20 is £10. And I was like, there's no way, even if I paid the staff minimum wage, which I wouldn't have any staff if I only paid minimum wage. Even if I did that, they're all employed and they get paid holiday and all of this. And so they're costing me a minimum of even at minimum wage, 12 or 13 pounds an hour. And self-employed people are already on 12 or 13 pounds an hour. So, you know, people don't understand that just to turn someone up there is going to cost a minimum of 26 pounds just to have someone turn up, regardless of whether we bring any equipment or, you know, do any marketing or I get paid as a manager, which I deserve to be paid. And that's another thing that gets forgotten. My work as a manager needs to be paid. Well, the business needs to be paid, whether that's, you know, you you managing it yourself or whether you've got a team managing the, the business, the business has to get paid and the business is not the cleaning. So this, you know, the £16 an hour solo cleaner that takes on somebody to work with her for £12 an hour, she's no longer the cleaner solely. She's now the business owner and the, the manager and she has to get paid for that part of it. And that £4 an hour just won't cover what it's going to take. So... Let's talk about this with a real life scenario. So let's say you take on someone at £12 an hour and you're charging 16 and you think you're making £4 an hour. Well, with your first employee, do you know what? You're working with them. You know, it's not too bad. You know, there's not too much extra work. It will probably be okay. And, and that's what happens. Now, let's say you really do well and you get five staff, six staff. And um, now you are now rushed off your feet because you've got five or six staff in at least three or four different places. If you're doing house cleaning or even commercial cleaning, it doesn't make a lot of difference this. And so you've now got to manage a number of different sites. You've got to contact the customers. You probably have had to invest in software. Will I be making four pounds an hour or could I actually be losing money? Well, I think the reality is that if you've got four or five staff and you're charging £16 an hour, whether they're employed or self-employed, I think you're now in the in the risk zone of losing money. So what you're saying is when you say losing money, and this is what we see with cleaning business owners, they're now having to work. So whereas they worked 20 hours before, they're now working 30 hours to keep the business afloat because they can't understand why they're making no money. But the reality is they are literally losing on every hour those staff work because it can cost sort of five pounds an hour just to have the software, the insurance, everything in place. And it gets worse as your team gets bigger, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and the reality is that most most businesses with team need to be charging minimum now £20 an hour to be breaking even. So if you're still charging 16, you're losing £4 an hour now, never mind making £4 an hour. And what often will happen at this point is the, the business owner is not only managing the team and looking after the customers and doing all the admin, but they're now having to go out cleaning as well, not just to cover, which is what they tell themselves, but actually they're usually supplementing the business with their labour. They have to go out and clean because otherwise they'd have to pay somebody to do it. And then the business would definitely be losing money. It's heartbreaking because the cleaning business owners come to us and they go, I am working so hard. I'm working 50, 60 hour weeks. I'm exhausted. Why am I not able to take a decent wage? And you go, oh, do I break it to you? Yeah. And it's it's such a common story. And it's it's 
you know, it's it's just the nature of it sometimes that the way that and I talk a lot, I've spoken to somebody this week where I said you're kind of an accidental business owner. You started off as a solo cleaner and you had more work than you could take. So you thought, right, fantastic, I'm gonna grow this. And you've achieved so much, but somewhere along the line, the business wasn't the main concern. It was the customers get their clean and the staff get paid, and you, because you're the business you're forgotten so the only way you can keep yourself afloat financially is to keep going out cleaning so let's say you've got yourself into this scenario it's pretty easy to get out of it isn't it yeah the first thing is put your prices up isn't it yeah and we've talked about this we talked about a b c d customers the easiest way to do it without losing customers um but people are going, you know, we are, whether, I don't know whether we're in a cost of living crisis anymore. Who knows where we're at economically? I should know, but we're in and out of all these things. So um, people are pretty resilient at the moment. They're not just getting rid of their cleaner. So although you will probably lose some customers, actually, it's not going to massively affect you right at this moment. So if you're thinking about putting your prices up, there have been some bad times where I'd say don't do it. Right now, you're safe enough. If you're charging 16, and the other thing that we see is people go, oh, I've gone up to 18 or 18.50. And I realize now, now that I've had my eyes open that I don't make money, I only put the prices up four months ago and I need to go up to 20. And now I can't because it hasn't even been a year since I last put them up. So if you're going to put them up, please just put them up properly. Yeah, so I think I see a lot, uh, you know, people go, oh, you can't put it up. 16 to 20 is too big a jump is often the advice that you see in the groups. And just like, no, because if you put it up to 18, you're going to need to put it up again. So just bite the bullet and just do it. And do it in, like we we talk about, you know, A, B, C and D and don't do them all at once and, and replace them. You know, if people leave, then replace them at, and actually replace them at £22 an hour, you know, really go for it. Um, because those new customers they're not they're not going from 16 to 22 they're just going straight to 22 so you know you, you've got to really look at this as a business and and what we see a lot as well is people that have got themselves into this situation and like i say it's so easy to do because it's actually relatively easy to get customers and grow a cleaning business especially at 16 pound an hour is then they'll be like well i may as well just work solo again i'll just get rid of my whole team and i'll go back to working solo and that can be a solution but even as a solo cleaner, you should be charging £20 an hour at least now. But I I was misguided, Diane. So we run three, I'm going to say three, possibly more, but three Facebook groups that I'm going to talk about. So in our members only group, I've got to say, when we ask people what they charge, it's quite common that they're going, right, I'm charging 25 to 30. You know, people that invest in themselves to actually get the membership who get the support are charging higher rates and actually quite often your membership of being part of the DCBN and the support you get cause you to get higher rates which then in turn you make more money than you'd ever spend on membership because it's only 30 pounds a month so anyway um they are charging fantastic 25 to 30 pounds an hour then we've got the UK business chat group on Facebook um and these people it's a bit more of a private group um it's not it's not public and what you find is here what I'm seeing is people are charging sort of 20 22 you know, decent rates, decent rates. They're not pushing the higher end, but, you know, decent enough rates. And we've got another one. What's it called? UK. Cleaner Support UK. Cleaner Support UK. That's how much I, I am on there regularly. And um, this has been, this has grown at a phenomenal rate. I think there's about 12,000 people on it at the moment, which isn't massive, but I think we only 
put it, we only really started it sort of four months ago. It's a very public group and um, it's open to everyone. And what we're seeing there when these kind of questions come up is people are charging sort of 15 to 18 pounds an hour still. And less, and I, I won the other day, 10 pounds an hour. And we were like, no, I was like, that's a hobby. That is not a job. That is a hobby. Um, and you've got to make money somewhere else because you won't be making money from this. But um, I was I was misguided. I thought we had worked long and hard in this industry for the last few years. It's been four years the DCBN's gone on. And now we've suddenly opened up this great big group of people. I'm going, our message hasn't got out there. Our message that you have to be charging decent rates if you want to stay in this industry. Um, and so we're having to sort of almost go back two or three years to go, right, let's start the message again. Um, it's different rates. Back then we were saying you need to be charging, what, 12, 13 pounds an hour. It's gone up so fast with inflation and things. Now we're saying it's got to be 18 to 20. 18 if you if you really don't want to charge much, but it's got to be 20 to have staff. And and we're getting the same pushback that we got two, three years ago. Um, I can tell you now. In my area, they won't pay that. <laughs> Um, and I, I can tell you those people two, three years ago that were pushing back are not in business now or they came round. Um, I had one particular woman who I'm actually still in contact with, who still recommends uh, customers to me, actually lovely lady. And she said, in my area, uh, they we can't charge that. They won't pay more. At the time, it was £12 an hour. They won't pay more than £12 an hour. And I listen to her and it's quite a regular conversation. So I get a little exasperated, but I listened, I listened and we talked through it and I made all the usual points. And in the end, I went, which area are you in? And she told me her area and it's exactly the same area I was in. Oh, did she get a rant then? I was like, well, let me tell you about this area. (laughs) Anyway, we're now three years later. When I say I ranted, I was actually quite nice to her, but um she is now charging a decent rate she's chosen to stay solo and completely respect that and I love that because sometimes she gets jobs where she passes them to me because she goes it's out of my remit it's out of my area it's too big I'm like give it to me um and she is really really happy but she is making 50% more money than she was before our conversation and it only took her it was a month later she called me up and she was like I've changed now all my customers are at 20 and do you know, I I should, I don't know if I should feel proud because it's someone else that's making more money, but you're going, yes, you are now still going to be in business and you're getting paid for what you should have been. None of her customers objected. She didn't lose a single customer. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we see it so much in the groups and sometimes people jump on people who are only charging 10, 12 pounds an hour and they go, oh, well, you're obviously not doing it as a, a real business and you're not insured. And and I, I actually hate that because when I see 12 pounds an hour, I go, oh you don't need to work for that for your own business you know when you when you have your own business you're taking risks you've got no you've got no safety net you know you it's only all about you you don't get holiday pay you don't get sick pay you don't get anything extra other than what you earn and I I just feel I need to help them that's what it makes I don't think I have to tell them off for not being insured and I just go I can show you how to charge more believe me I don't care what area you're in, your customers will pay more or you'll find better customers. You're not a charity and and it's such hard work as well. 
And, and the other thing that you all, like I end up talking about, I'm like, do, do you want to grow a team? Yes, I want to grow a team, but you know, I can't, this customer won't stop having me. And I'm going, you don't earn enough money to grow a team. If you start taking on staff, you'll be worse off than if you stayed solo. And so people don't realize that they're almost writing their own future just in what they, just in what they charge. And they think, oh, I can grow the business at 15 pounds an hour currently, but you can't. All you can do is be busy. That is all you will do at 15 pounds an hour. You will get more demand than you can cope with, but people are getting more demand than they can cope with at 25. So that's a feature of the industry, not just what you're charging. Um, but you are, can't grow a team. So, you know. Yeah. And, and then limiting, you know, limiting yourself by what you believe other people will pay is that it's exactly what it is. You're just limiting yourself. And um, we were in a recruitment challenge this week, um, the week that we're recording this podcast, and somebody was having a conversation with me in one of the groups going, doesn't matter what I do, recruitment is hard. It's impossible. Nobody wants to work. And I'm just like, okay, if you believe that, then that's probably true for you. However, there are, you know, there are things that you can definitely do that do work. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not there to try and convert people to, to, but I'm there to help people. And, you know, this belief that you're in your area, nobody will pay more than £12.50 an hour or everybody in my area is £15 an hour, so I can't charge more. I'm just like, if you believe that, then that will be true for you. But it isn't the truth because we know too many examples where it's not the truth. And do you know the best way to do this? And it's interesting because you you become like the people you surround yourself with and people think, well, I'm not surrounding myself by cleaners. But what happens is they go on Facebook or social media and they see what people are charging. Now, the reality is the expensive cleaners are not shouting how much they charge. It's the cheap ones that are saying, oh, if you sit in the carpet cleaning, oh, I'll clean two rooms for 50 pounds. And the other carpet cleaners go, go on then, <laughs> become <laughs> yeah, busy. Enjoy. We don't care. We'll take the other work. Um, but will you get a perception of the industry in your area because of where you're looking? Now, if you choose to go on Google and you look at the top search results in your area um, and you phone them up because you probably won't get the price just by looking on their website. So you phone them up and you will suddenly see that they are charging significant amounts of money in your area doing what you do. But not only are they charging more than you, they will have bigger teams than you. They will be more successful and they are getting more business in than you. So, you know, it's not whether you can or can't, it's what you're choosing to look at. So whether you believe it's your area, you need to look at your area in a different way. And the easiest way to do that is get on Google. Yeah, no, I agree. And one question that comes up quite a lot um, around sort of self-employed and employed is people think that the self going, there's two reasons why people think that self-employed contractors are a better option than employing people. Actually, there's often three. The first one is that they're scared of employing people. They don't know what to do. The second one is they think that self-employed people are going to be cheaper than employing people. And the third is that they think self-employed contractors will be more reliable. So can we cover a few of those off, Louise? Uh, do, yeah, I can understand being scared because um, it's actually really easy to get, to become an employee need to register on hmrc and do paye but um but it's scary because a lot of us don't want to get in contact with hmrc but if you want to be a business owner get used to it you know get used to getting in contact with hmrc and hmrc now is so easy to use as an online service it gives you free software to do paye um it couldn't be any easier 
personally, I, I didn't get on that well with the free software. So stick to QuickBooks, Sage, whatever, Zero, whatever you choose to use. Um, but it's fear. And like any fear, the sooner you face it, the sooner it's gone. If you can't get on with being an employer, then, you know, the HMRC thing. Is it cheaper to have self-employed? Well, shouldn't be. No. Um, if no, you work, usually we find, I mean, obviously in the example we used, it was £12 an hour for a self-employed contractor. But usually what we find is you have to pay a self-employed contractor pretty much what it costs you to employ somebody. So um, it's self, so if you think that somebody on sort of minimum wage or sort of £11 an hour is going to cost you about £13, £13.50 an hour, that's pretty much what you'd have to pay a self-employed contractor anyway. So it's, I don't think it's cheaper. The other problem you run into is, are they really self-employed? Oh. And people think, well, I don't provide their kit. I don't provide their training. And they tell me when they can work. And and you give them regular work. You pay them. They only work for you. They've got to be available at the hours you ask them to be available for. You know, they're not... You can be self-employed in from two perspectives, from a tax perspective and from a deemed employment perspective. So... Um, yeah, you've got to be really careful as to whether they are genuinely employed. And honestly, a lot of people we talk to, if the tax man actually bothered to look at them, they are probably not self-employed. They are almost definitely employed. Now, you know, it's not my job to necessarily, well, no, it is my job to tell them. I tell them, they ignore me. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but, and the tax man may never look. You're too small in most cases for them to look. But if you got reported by one of your staff, you know it's not ideal so if you do fall out with your staff be very careful yeah and you know there's nothing wrong with using self-employed contractors so long as like you say they are genuinely self-employed so they've got other customers you're not their only customer and there's certain other criteria around that but I don't think it's cheaper so I think using that as a reason for using self-contractors I don't think it's cheaper in the long run I suppose there aren't the hidden costs you know you've got sick pay and and other things that you might have to, to worry about with employed but I, I actually I'm not convinced it's cheaper. But one of the reasons people like to use self-employed contractors is they believe they'll be more reliable. What have you found on that, Louise? Well, isn't the reason they are self-employed because they don't want set hours, because actually the whole point of being self-employed is you pick your own hours. You know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. So if you look at it from a self-employed person's point of view, surely they are a little now I'm not talking for all because actually there are some brilliant self-employed people and they do it because they want autonomy over their day and they get paid more for it and it's fantastic but if they are accidentally self-employed as a lot are and not really self-employed as a lot are so they can be intrinsically less reliable yeah, I mean, we use um, a few self-employed contractors we're mostly an employed team and they just let us know what they're available next week I mean, it's great to be self-employed if you know you've got a lot of appointments, if you know you can only do set hours. Well, that's brilliant. You know, it can work really well, but you've got to be really organized about it. Um, and if people are slightly disorganized, they would be better being employed and having a lot of the paperwork done for them. So do you think in this scenario of the £16 an hour and the £12 an hour self-employed contractor, it's not going to be profitable whether employed or, or self-employed, is it really? not at 16 pounds an hour it's so the reason I would do this there is one reason why I would do this I would do this where I charged 16 and um paid the person self-employed at 12 only if I wanted to learn about the system and the processes 
because I wouldn't be making any money. It w- I would have to have another reason to be doing this. So if I wanted to learn what it was like to have self-employed person and this was a family friend, they're only going to be with me for three, six months. And I was like, oh, I want to just test it out. I'm not worried about making money. That's why I would do it. So basically you're, you're paying to get a business education. Pretty much trial and error. Yes, because <laughs> there's other business owner, you wouldn't do this. No. And my advice to anybody listening is if you're not already a DCBM member, just spend £30 a month and get your paid business education that way. Don't do it breaking your back cleaning for for nothing. Absolutely. This is the hard way to learn, isn't it? This is hard. And do you know what's heartbreaking? People will tell them it's hard and they're still going to go out and learn the hard way. And you go, well, all right, then when you're done learning the hard way, please come to us because we are going to be there with our arms wide open saying, let's do it let's sort you out let's get this right and you are going to be running a business that gives you free time that pays you more that you can recruit into that has proper systems proper processes you, why, why would you not for 30 pounds we do not charge enough no we don't and the, i think the price is going up soon um, our marketing team are nagging us aren't they <laughs> okay um, yes. but one, one thing before i go one of the the interesting things about the dcbn and and you know i talked about when i hear people not charging enough it makes me want to help is i see a lot of people joining the dcbn and and you know accessing our resources even if they don't become members joining our groups and i see you know they're they're local to me a lot of them are local to me now and you know what it actually makes me happy in the early days i was kind of like oh why am i helping the competition but now i know that i'm helping the industry and that helps my business so we're not here just to sell you dcbm membership we want the whole industry to be more successful because it helps our cleaning businesses and I've just been asked to go on someone else's um, webinar um, to talk about recruitment. They said, you could promote the DCPN. I was like, I don't need to. Like, I'm here to support how to do recruitment in the cleaning industry, whether the DCPN gets promoted or not. Ultimately, you know, we can all move forward and make this a better industry. And that's what this is about. So, yeah, if you want us to be featured on your podcast, we won't sit here and just blatantly promote. We will actually talk. Um, pretty knowledgeable about most things in the industry but you know you know what we can do because you've listened to the podcasts yeah sorry not sorry <laughs> perfect so uh, let's have a quick recap Diane because you are like my walking diary sometimes Um, this should hopefully come out fairly soon what have we got coming up because we've got quite a lot going on haven't we so I think when this podcast is released, we will be coming to the end of the entries for the DCBN um, Domestic Industry Cleaning Awards. So if you're listening to this before the 30th of September, you still have time to enter. Go to our website, click on the awards page and the form is there for you to fill in and enter. It will make a massive difference um, to enter. First of all, you'll learn how to enter rewards so you can then use it everywhere. But also our winners go on to have even bigger success with their businesses. We've also got the cleaning clean and tidy show coming up 14th and 15th of october in london at the excel i'm speaking on the first day on the main stage about professional cleaning funnily enough and so i'm really looking forward to that we're there all weekend aren't we we're having a meal on the saturday night we've got a few people joining us for a lovely italian meal um and what else have we got coming up oh we're going to the bix awards um on the 21st of september that might already have, have have been and gone but we're really looking forward to that aren't we and yeah lots going on in the dcbn world really we're getting out and about in real life and this is something we're really keen to do real life interaction people learn best in real life so as much as we love the podcast we want to get out there meet people talk to people make a difference and let's all improve together definitely thanks louise bye-bye